All right, everybody. Welcome to the Be The Man podcast. My name is Eli Tilly, sitting alongside here with Pastor Stacy Harris. We have been doing this podcast, Pastor. This is episode 40. I think. love it. So we're coming up, uh, 52 weeks makes a year, so we're coming up on a year and a couple episodes. Wow. So we've been rolling out uh, quite a few podcasts, so wow, it's exciting, yeah. I remember what it felt like to turn 40 years old. That's almost how I feel right now, brother, just like I'm really uh, getting somewhere, yeah, getting it's, somewhere in life. We're getting, we're getting to a milestone. So <laughs> welcome, guys, to this podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, whatever you, be lis- you, you listen to your podcast on, if you're seeing us today, we're just sitting here. I just got done working out. Sorry about my uh, lack oh, of professional man. attire. but Woo, uh, You're looking great, Eli. So we're just sitting here today. It's uh, Like Pastor said before we got on here, it's kind of a, a nice little moment for us to yeah, sit and resonate and talk Absolutely, for a little bit. Man. So how you been doing, Preacher? I'm good. He's been working out. I've been in a tree farm today. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, it's one of our traditions, take the kids and go up and cut a little Christmas tree, choose and cut. I told Eli it was really, really cold up on the mountain this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I bet. It felt like it was sleeting to me up up near Boone. And uh, as a result, we chose our tree a lot more quickly this year. We're a lot more efficient, man. We uh, <laughs> we got the job done really quickly. Um, got, got back down the hill, got us our complimentary. Um, I'm not going to tell you how much the tree costs, but... You do get a free cup of hot chocolate with it, Eli. I can tell you that it's a really cool. That's cool. That's it's a cool experience. It really is. Makes man. it worth so, it. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. I'm doing good, man. Uh, I hope you guys are. I hope you had a giant Thanksgiving week uh, this past week. Just so much, gentlemen, for us to be thankful for to honor the Lord in. And it's really bad, Eli, that that we only concentrate on that heavily. Maybe a, a few days out of the year. Yeah. You know, we, we need to really have that attitude always. But God has been good. If you've got a, a lady in your life that he has given you, you ought to be thankful for her. Guys, just praise be unto God for, for my wife, for my bride, for what she does on every level. Hey, I had a guy talk to me at church Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> he said, he said he had his son today because his wife and his daughter were off doing something together. He said, I was responsible for getting him up and getting him to church today. And I was thinking, how she do this every Sunday? <laughs> she got both of them every Woo! Sunday. She's getting them ready, man. She's whipping them together, getting them going. No problem. He said, I can't even get the boy here on time. So, um, ladies, funny. thank you. Thank you for what you do in our lives uh, day in and day out. We are grateful for you. We've been talking about... Um, relationships for 40 weeks, especially how we as men undertake our job description to love our wives, to agape our wives in the way that Christ has certainly loved the church. And guys, make that personally, that personal, that the way that he has certainly loved you. And my goodness, I get emotional when I think about the manner of love that, that the Lord Jesus Christ pours out in my life on a daily basis. And certainly, we're talking about uh, Greece for these good relationships. We all want to agape our wives. You wouldn't be listening to this. Isn't that right? I don't believe they'd be listening to this, Eli, if they didn't yep. in their hearts want to love their wives in the way that Christ loved the church. And we've been giving you kind of tips and discussions and just trying to be transparent in how we do that and what we think might work and trying to help you every way that we can to do that. Um, lately been talking out of the book of Philemon, really. That's where I get these thoughts about Greece for good relationships, things that 
grease the skids, keep the, keep the gears turning, uh, keep all these uh, automotive illustrations yep. and, and metaphors that we can put in there, all these mechanical metaphors. There are grease for good relationships, and there are things that we do, guys, that uh, grease the wheels for it. I want to talk about one that I think is just so powerful um, today, Eli. Hmm. Forgiveness. I want to talk about that a little sure. bit. That's something that I talk to a lot of couples. I try to help them work through yeah. issues where they come together and, you know, preacher, how do we get by this? How do we genuinely forgive one another? How do we genuinely move on? And, and it can be a tall order sometimes, guys. I understand that. Things happen. People are human beings. Um, you know, to, to err is human. Isn't that, the, isn't that the statement that goes with forgiveness so many times? To err, to make a mistake, to mess up, that's, that's, that's a human being. Yeah. If you can get to that place to forgive someone and get by it, that's, that's a touch of the divine in your heart and in your life. So, guys, we're talking about big things today when we talk about forgiveness because couples come together, things happen. Pastor, how do we get by that? How do we get to a place where, you know, I don't think about that? How can we get to a place where that doesn't impact our relationship, you know? So that's a great question. Um, I, I love maybe the practical side of this we'll get to in a minute, but I, I got some ideas that I want to give you practically. But I love the real spiritual idea of forgiveness as a whole. You know, we're challenged. I've just preached through the book of Colossians, just finished this morning in uh at trinity of fairview it's on it's on the archives out there it was a blast this fall to walk through that book but colossians 3 right down around 13 says we ought to be we ought to be quick to forgive yeah it it ought not to be something that we ought to be drawing that like a gun like matt Dillon. i watch gun smoke a lot guys i do at (laughs) night i always pick me up a a gun smoke episode you know and he's quick no one you see matt Dillon coming they're all like okay let's keep your guns in your holster uh you probably don't want to try to draw down with this guy because he is really fast and that i think about that that's we should be quick to forgive you know we should be ready it should be a, a quick draw for us to to release forgiveness how do you feel about that spiritually that's is that a tall order, Eli? I think it's it's one of the hardest things as a Christian, I and mean, even just as a human. I think forgiveness is a hard thing to to undertake, um, and in the reg- in regards to Jesus Christ, and 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 I've been reading through the Book of Hebrews and studying through that, mm. and kind of seeing how the the forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ kind of humbles me a little bit. Yeah. You know, you think about wow, mm-hmm. and I just can't forgive somebody for one little thing, or I can't forgive you know somebody for something that happened to me, whereas Jesus Christ forgave me for everything that I've done yes. wrong. And it's a humbling thought and it is a uh it's a tough it's a tough little thing to undertake forgiveness is and that's a it's a it is a tall order, I think. It is. It's know? a tall order, man. It's it's and I think because of who we are as human beings, your ego gets damaged oh, a little bit, you know, and, and all of a sudden you're thinking, man, what do people think about me? You're yeah. worried about that. Yeah. You're if, if I forgive my wife, everybody knows what she said, or, everybody, or vice versa. You know, your wife trying to, for, trying to receive forgiveness can be hard. If you've been the one that's transgressed, it can be hard to just say, gosh, that, you should hold something against me for that. I don't see how you're letting that go. And it can be hard to forgive yourself sometimes yeah, even. True. Our, our ego gets hurt. We wonder what other people are thinking about us and what, what we're doing. And all of a sudden, we think we're the center of attention. 
And it's a very tall order as a human being. You're, yeah. you're just geared to remember things so long. So that being said, as hard as it is, it's imperative that we get better at this. It's imperative that we hear the admonition of Scripture, especially in relationship to our wives. It's especially true that we should hear the admonition of Scripture yeah. and learn to be quick in your marriage relationships. Learn to be quick to forgive. Now, one piece of advice Tammy and I got in the early going before we got married, I don't know if anyone's told you this, Eli, or not, but we heard it all the time. Don't don't let the sun, and it's a very biblical, yeah. you know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Learn to practice it every day. It should be something that's natural to you to seek a place of, of forgiveness. So it's a very spiritual thing. Uh, it's a challenging thing to do, but it's something we got to get better at. So how do we get better at this? How do we get better at this, Eli? I've got three or four ideas that I want us to walk through that I believe will help our, our listeners, the guys that are out there with us, because... Yeah. I just want to get better. Well, I want to. I want to be better at it. And I think too, it'll be good, uh, you know, for for myself and for a lot of other guys, just in the vein of what we've talked about in the past couple episodes about. It's almost our inherent nature as men to have this sort of, you know, ego and this pride yeah. and this sense of, well, I don't need to own up to anything because I'm a man and I don't do anything wrong and vice versa or whatever that may land. So I think it's almost an inherent nature for men to kind of have this forgiveness, like, oh, I, that, that's not something that I need to worry about. That's not something yeah. that's in my vein. That's not that that is pertaining to me. Yeah. Or, so, it, or it might make me look weak. It might make me look hey, weak, yeah. I, I might lose the upper hand. I and you don't my, want that as a man. You know, people won't respect me. It's it's There's everything there that the enemy could possibly use. Yes. He will use yep. to, to keep you in this place of un- Forgiveness, yeah. I guess, is a good way to look at that, to live in the lifestyle of unforgiveness. And I can tell you that if you've tried to live there in any relationship at all, much less a marriage relationship, but if you've tried to exist in an attitude of unforgiveness or, or maybe I'm just going to hold something against you a little bit, that's not a real pleasant place and the relationship is never very fruitful right? Uh, with the seedbed of unforgiveness hanging around all the time. But you're right, it's our inherent nature as men almost just to to think uh, about ourselves, what it means for us, what it does for our ego. Right. Uh, the book of Philemon is, is incredible. Here's an entire book, really, written to ask to obtain forgiveness for, for one guy. That's right? good. That's good. what yeah. the entire book is written for, is really, I want you to forgive this guy. I want you to take him back. I love verse 15 and 16 where, where Paul writes to Philemon, Hey, perhaps Onesimus was away from you for a little while and for this reason separated from you for a little while that, that you would have him back forever. I mm. like that. Mm. Maybe, maybe he Forget had to, to yeah. go away from you, run away from you as, as your slave for a little while. Maybe he had to do that so that when he came back, you would have him absolutely forever. And listen to verse 16. No longer as a slave... But more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially mm. to me, but now much more to you both in the flesh. All right, here's both sides of that. It's good. Both in the flesh and in the Lord. So wow. here is Paul saying, you know what? Let me, let me grease the skids of forgiveness for you, Yeah, Philemon. Let me help you understand the benefits and the kind of mindset you need to have if you're going to be able to forgive. Now, we may have covered this, but I'm remiss if I don't say this. Philemon, by law... The moment he saw Onesimus had the right to put him to death. I mean, legally. Wow. That was his right as his master, as his owner. He fled 
Didn't matter really? if it was justified, unjustified, didn't matter. He could have done it. He could have done it. The minute he's, his eyes. So can you imagine Onesimus carrying this little letter from Paul going back thinking, oh my <laughs> this gosh, could be it. this could be it. <laughs> so it took a lot for Onesimus to go yeah. and say, I want to reconcile this relationship. I think it's right in the Lord. Wow. Okay. Wow. But here's Philemon too going, what, what are people going to think of me? All right, here's what are the other people going to think of me? Yeah, there's one of them. Yeah, yeah, I just let him come on back like nothing's wrong. So here you see all these things in play that we've talked about. If you don't think the Bible is relevant, you are wrong, man. <laughs> it is Amen. right on time, all the time, and relevant for every area of life. So let me give you three or four ideas here, Eli. I don't know how many we'll do. We'll, we'll pop out a few ideas here to, to see how they go, and maybe we can talk about this a little more deeply, especially in the context of marriage, because, guys, I can't think of one person you should be more quick to forgive than your bride. Mm. I don't think there's one person on the planet that you should be more quickly ready to forgive than your bride. So here's some things, I call them easy attitudes maybe, that breed forgiveness, that breed this context of we're going to live in a gracious, merciful, forgiving home. We're going to practice the truth of the word in our relationship. We're going to model it for our children. We're going to be quick to forgive. Number one is this, Eli. I'm going to throw this out. You tell me what you think. I think it helps us when we realize the seasonal nature of the moments of challenge in our relationships. When mm. we realize that those are seasonal things, mm. okay? Um, I, I love there's an old gospel song. Maybe you heard it. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. I like that. Yeah. It didn't come yeah, to good. stay. It came to pass. pass. And I often relate that to these seasonal moments in our in our marriages because, you know, you're going to have hard moments. You really are. We're human beings. People are going to make mistakes. But when we realize that those are really passing moments, those are fleeting moments, yeah. and they're very seasonal, we don't want them around forever. What did, what did Paul say to Philemon? Hey, you know, this was a seasonal thing. He, he might have had to go away from you for a little bit so that he could come back. Right. And you yeah. could, very seasonal nature of these moments in, in our lives. So, Eli, um, I'll say this, and you speak to it. Usually, usually, can I say, yeah, I think I can say that okay. Usually, in my, in my relationship with Tammy, I, I can tell you that when I do something or when I say something that I should be sorry for and that I'm going to need forgiveness for, I know it. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I know it about that quick. I really do. I mean, Recognize it, it quick. Usually yeah. when I'm saying it, or usually when I'm in the midst of doing it, or yeah. usually when I'm espousing that attitude, I'm thinking, dude, you're going to have to ask her to forgive you for this. I mean, this is not the way you need to be conducting business. This is what you, not what you need to do. How's that land with you, Eli? Well, it kind of makes me think about the concept. And again, I, you know, I've been thinking about this in regards to forgiveness, and I want you to you know, maybe speak to this if okay. this is something that is... Um, relevant, or if it even if it's if it's valid, the idea of forgive and forget. Ah, you know, I've heard that a lot. Yep. I've heard people talk about that a lot, Absolutely. and I think about you know, in something like this, this seasonal thing of well, I forgave this person, I've reconciled with this situation, or even in, in my spousal relationship, guys out there, I just had a you know, if we had a, something going on with my wife, I forgave her, we moved on, we forgive, now we forget. Is, the, is there value in that, do you think? Or is you better there, believe you know, it. Uh, and here, Eli, you always, I don't know why I'm on Westerns all the time lately. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm watching hey. too much of that stuff, you know. It's classic. Uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, I don't know if you guys ever seen that. He, one of his classic lines is, there just ain't no forgetting. You know, yep. that's one of his classic lines. I might, you know, there just ain't no forgetting. There's no way to put it behind. Yeah. But in, in, in the nature of 
in the divine nature of forgiveness that we talked about, the spiritual nature of forgiveness, I don't even know if forgiveness can be complete without some forgetting. Mm. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Is that valid, preacher? Well, it really is, because I, I don't know if you can say you've forgiven someone unless on some level you've forgotten what's going on somehow. Now, is that easy? No, it's not easy. No. Um, and, and it helps us to, to think about part of this first point that 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 seasonal nature of these moments, so should the seasonal nature of our anger, and so should the eternal. That's what Paul pointed to. Hey, seasonal, that maybe you got a rift between you, but man, you heal this rift, it makes a difference yeah. for all eternity. So maybe this leads me to another thought that, yeah, um, usually when I do it, I know I'm going to need forgiveness for it, and I'm praying it's a short season, <laughs> that, and it always is, but Tammy's just so good to me. But it, it bridges us to this thought that you just brought forth, Eli, and it's this. I said it this way, that the nature of the Holy Ghost in our lives is really to extend mercy and grace and forgiveness on a permanent level. Yeah. He forgives and he forgets, and so should it be our nature as Christian husbands to, to, to forgive and forget. Even in counseling with people, here's how I know that they're having issues with, with forgiveness, that, that maybe they haven't forgiven one another. When, when one of the parties will say, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, we're past that. We are. I've forgiven. I've let that go. I don't even think about it. But, uh, but let me tell you what happened. Uh, I've forgotten it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not worthy of another word, <laughs> preacher. I've heard people say that. Not worthy of another word. But, but. let me tell you, it was 3.13 in the afternoon. <laughs> I was sitting outside. The weather was 58 degrees. Not a whole lot of forgetting I, there. No yeah. forgetting there, yeah. brother. So, yes, I think it's very valid because the nature of eternal forgiveness and the nature of the Holy Spirit's forgiveness through the Lord Jesus Christ in our life is exactly that. Yeah, uh, he forgives true. and he forgets, man. And if there's not some forgetting, then, then I, I have a hard time believing that you've really crossed the bridges uh, of forgiveness in your heart and in your life. So guys, if there's things that just, what's the old country saying, Eli, stick in your crawl? If there's just something that the enemy can bring up, <laughs> Uh, that anytime there's a little problem, that's your go-to yeah. with your wife. Mm. Is all of a sudden you're going to throw that back out, or mm. maybe it's vice versa, that there's a thing she says she's forgiven you for, but she's going to bring that back up mm. every time there's a little issue. It goes back to that. Wow. Guys, that's indicative of the fact that there's not been any forgiveness that's really transacted between the two of you, and you need to stop and find that holy nature, that eternal nature of forgiveness, knowing that the, the, those moments are seasonal and knowing that you understand you need it when it happens. And, and guys, you need to give your wives latitude. You know, when, when they do something, I guarantee you they, they're the same way. They're more sensitive than we are on a lot of <laughs> levels, gentlemen. And I guarantee you when they do something or when they act something, it hurts them deeply, yeah. quickly. And they're going, oh, my gosh, I'm driving a wedge between me and my spouse right here. I, I, I shouldn't be doing that. I don't want to conduct myself that way. So uh, realize that we can give grace and, and, and we can receive grace in those moments from the Lord, knowing just as Eli has brought up, it's a great point, that, that unless we're willing to embrace that eternal nature that Paul even spoke about, you know, you lost him for a while, but when he comes back, now all of a sudden you have him in, in a different way. Think about this now, Eli. I've said two things, okay? We've talked about a couple things. Number one, there's a seasonal nature of challenging moments in your life. They're yeah. not really there for you to hang on forever, okay? And, and to let them go means you're going to have to embrace the nature 
of forgiveness, the way the Holy Spirit distributes it in your heart and your life, yeah. grace, mercy that comes to you, understanding that your nature is now been has now been changed by Jesus Christ, and you need to embrace that and forgive and forget, Eli. <laughs> Let that stuff go. Don't hang on to it. I, and this one flows. I see this all the time. This one flows easily from those two. We need to recognize and acknowledge in our lives and our relationships the futility, the absolute futility and uselessness of maintained anger and animosity in your yeah. relationship. Who does that do any good, Eli, if you hang on to it? You know, I read something one time about, um, and maybe I think it was me and Johnny were actually talking about this. I can't remember what specific book we read together. But uh, the idea of suppressed anger leads to depression. Yes. And you you hide something in your heart. You hide something in your spirit, and it continues to fester. And then eventually it leads to this, I mean, more than depression, but downtrodden. And you start to, you know, kind of bleed that out to other people, and especially somebody that you're with every day, like your Mm -hmm. spouse. That's going to be the first one to notice. And that suppressed anger that's not been dealt with of these things that you're holding against, especially a particular person, that leads Mm -hmm. to not uh, depression, it leads to anxiety, a bad road of just all kinds of different um, things that are not going to not gonna land no. well for anyone. It's not going to do you any good personally. No, that fu- I love that word futility. It's yes. just really, ain't no real point, you know, in all of it. It's absolutely useless. It does you no good. Yeah. It'll eat you up inside. Uh, a lot of times we'll maintain anger over situations with people in relationships and even in our marriage relationships for decades. Yeah. And the reality is, it hasn't harmed the other person. They're not losing sleep over it. It ends up hurting you, unforgiveness in your heart and in your life. It's absolutely futile to maintain those things. It doesn't do anybody any good. Well, and, and you kind of—it's—it's a funny thing too. I've heard that put it this way. You know, you kind of get this thing that when families and generations carry on this sort of hatred or this this sort of uh, anger with another person or a group of people. And then 20, 30 years down the road, your kid's like, what are we fighting about? Yeah, what's up? What's, why are we angry about what's this? Yeah. Why don't we like these people? Yeah. Why do we have this what's problem up? with this person? Why can't I be you around know? aunt so-and-so? What's exactly. That? Yeah, I don't, well, I don't really know, hon. Right. I don't know. It's been that way for <laughs> it's 30 been that years. Way. That's just so. the way it is. That's the way it is. The Andy Griffith episode. Have you seen that one of the, the feud is a feud? Guys, y'all need to oh. stream some of this stuff. There's one called the feud is a feud, and he's trying to figure out why this 85-year-old feud's going on between these two families. Is that no? Reality yeah. is no one knows. No. no one has any idea why this feud's going on. That's yep. great, Eli. That's exactly right. And it seems useless and futile. And, and off of that, Eli, do you, you're talking about the impact it has on your personality, the impact it has on your quality of life. How about the impact it has on your relationship? Mm. You want to be around yeah. someone who's mad all the time? No. You want to be around someone? Is it, is it fun to be around someone who's down all the time? Is that really <laughs> fun? No. Is, talking about, uh, is that really uplifting? Somebody's talking about how they've been wronged all the time? No, it's not. So don't be surprised when your bride doesn't want to be around you when all you can talk about is what yeah, she's done wrong energy. Yeah. in your heart and in your life. So, guys, it's it just doesn't make any sense. I can't see one bit of profit. We talked about... Uh, investing and managing money and stewardship and all these things. Uh, uh, for a couple of weeks, we really talked about yeah. it, you know. Um, why not treat your relationship with your wife the same way? You know, you, you don't want to just take and you don't want to uh, undergird and you don't, uh, down, I don't mean that undermine is the word I mean there. You don't want to undermine your relationship. You want to undergird your relationship. Yeah. You don't want it to be... Um, robbing you. You don't want to be paying interest charges. You want to be gaining dividends. And when you maintain anger, all you're doing, man, is paying interest 
to a bank that, that you just don't even really want to be doing business with, I promise you the enemy will rob every bit of joy out of your relationship if you guys maintain anger and unforgiveness. And I'll say a word to you pastorally. I'm going to put my pastor's hat on for you guys. If this is a problem, and it is in so many relationships, if this is a problem you have, I encourage you to find some help, man. Mm. Sometimes you can't work through it on your own. There's, there's deep reasons. There's deep things going on in your life that you need somebody outside your relationship to hear. Mm. And guys, I would encourage you, go find some help. If unforgiveness and even anger is something you maintain, animosity on a daily basis. Maybe you can't forget. Maybe it's just you can't get by it, and you need somebody to help you walk through that. I challenge you to go find that person. There are so many great people out there. You need some help, you let us know, and I'll try to find you a place where you can uh, see somebody that God has called and gifted to help you walk through these things. And now let's turn to a positive side, Eli. I think, think, again, I'm going to draw that from... From, from, this, from this book of Philemon, Philemon verse 16. Yep. Um, I, I want you to think about this, guys. I, I don't know if there's anything more life-changing and more powerfully impacting than real, true forgiveness. Mm. I, weighed, I weighed my words. I thought about that as I was, I was uttering that that's sentence. Good. I don't know if there's anything that's more powerful in a relationship than genuine forgiveness and reconciliation. See the indication that maybe God allowed this animosity between Onesimus and you, Mr. Philemon, <laughs> so that he could change the very nature mm. of your relationship together. Maybe he didn't want him to be your slave. Maybe he wanted him to be your brother. Maybe he wanted him to be something better in your life. Maybe he wanted to redefine the terms of how much you appreciate each other and the way that you function together. And sometimes, does the Lord cause anger? Does the Lord cause issues? Does the Lord? No, I don't believe that. But sometimes the Lord allows those things. That's the wording he used. Maybe the Lord allowed this to happen. Maybe he let this come about. From you guys, the way you decided and what you did, maybe he allowed this to come about so that when he came back, you would have him, the exact wording was not as a slave, but better. Mm, That's good. Better, something better. Maybe a brother, not for a temporary moment, but a brother through for an absolutely eternal moment. So uh, much more to you. Both in the flesh, he'll mean more to you, and in the spirit, he'll mean more to you Mm. as a result of this genuine forgiveness. So, guys, when you genuinely render or genuinely receive forgiveness, it'll change the nature of your relationship with your wife throughout all eternity. How do you feel about that, Eli? One, I think about, uh, two, a lot of times, and, and, you know, I, I think about another TV show. Everybody loves Raymond. I love it. We yes. were, you know, I was watching, I may have brought this up in another podcast and it's just so applicable with, with, you know, relationships and marriage. They were playing golf oh. and, or putt putt or <laughs> yeah. something. And they were so mad. I mean, they yeah. started out good. And at the end it got so, he got so angry because of what she was doing. And, you know, oh, she Ray was, was cramping his style. She yeah, was cramping his yeah, style. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, what I think it, it, it kind of, it, it was a, it was a pretty cool lesson is what they ended up coming at is like. Why are we fighting about this? Yeah. Why are we arguing about this? What's this, this is, about? We like there's a mutual thing of reconciliation and forgiveness, but they realized that yes, it was brought brought them together and closer, but it really at the end of the day, it was it was really just no big deal. It, it was, was not, not a big deal. Nothing at all. to really, you know, mm-hmm. not a hill to die on. No, so they were better off. And exactly. guys, I'm telling you, um, 
and and I'll say it this way, Eli. You know, I've I've seen some couples walk through, and it's been my privilege to walk through with them some difficult yeah. is a good word. Yeah, very difficult seasons sure. in life. Very difficult. Some of them seemed so difficult to me. I wasn't sure they were going to get through it. And it was a privilege to watch the Lord mm. work to bring about genuine forgiveness, to bring about real life and heart change, to bring about real reconciliation. That's good. And, man, I'm going to tell you, I see those couples functioning together on the forgiveness side of a thing that looked like it was going to be disastrous and bring death to their relationship. All of a sudden, it breathed life. Forgiveness breathed life into their relationship. Wow. And the Lord uses them mightily. And in actuality, they're closer, they're better, they're different. Maybe right. that's the best word. They're different than they were at any time before that thing happening by their own decision. Right. Now, the Lord didn't cause it. He didn't make it happen. But even though it was their decision to, to allow things in that, that brought division... The Lord in His goodness, when you embrace that, see Him embrace that genuine Holy Ghost, forgive and forget. All of a sudden, mercy and grace does something in a relationship that changes it throughout all eternity. I, I think of, isn't one of the reasons, I think sometimes the Lord lets me remember some of the things I've, I've done, hmm. some, of the, some of the places I've been. Because it makes me, it makes me love him all the more. Yeah. That he said to me, Stacy, I, I knew you was going there before you were born. <laughs> I did. I knew you were going to do that, and I know you're going to do some things you don't think you're going to do. Yeah. You know, if if between now and when you see me face to face, you don't think you're going there, but you will. Yeah. And I can tell you, I love you, and I forgive you for that. Mm. I, I I want us to be closer. As it's hard not to be closer to someone who just lifts you up out of the mire when they had you in a place where they could have crucified you, if you'll let me borrow that term. They had you in a place where they could have lowered the boom on you, mm. and you would have paid the price, and your life would have never been the same. But they opted for grace. They opted for mercy. Mm. They opted for forgiveness. I got to tell you, that breeds a loyalty, and yeah. that breeds a love yeah. that nothing else in this world will ever breed in a relationship. And what the enemy meant for evil, I, always, I love that phrase, yes. you know, what the enemy meant for evil, he turns it for good. And I've noticed a lot of different situations in life and just in the, the recent couple of years of being in ministry yeah. of kind of, you know, folks that I've got to minister alongside of and, and to and all that thing, seeing how, you know, there are certain situations that people walk through, like you said, seems almost impossible, but the Lord turns it around and, the, you know, the Lord turns it out and makes it way better than it could yeah, have ever even been absolutely. from the start. And you would think, well, how in the world is that going to unfold? And what the enemy meant for evil, he truly does turn not just for good, but for better. Absolutely. And I love that. I love that. How do you think Joseph's brothers felt about him <laughs> when he started feeding them? Yeah. You know, when he started giving them food and, and making sure the nation was taken care right. of. And right. Don't you think they looked at him a little differently? Absolutely. I mean, for the rest of their life, they were telling that story. 
Man, we sold the kid down the river. We Mm -hmm. thought he was dead. Some of us hoped he was dead. Uh, We lied to dad. We did all these things, man. We thought he was long gone. We thought our goose was cooked, man. We came down for some food, and he's the dude in charge of it. We thought, oh, my gosh, here we go. As my hunter says, we're going to get our comeuppance right here. We're going to get it. (laughs) That's right. Don't you think they thought differently of him? Yeah, absolutely. They They had to say, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Not only did they... They went from trying to kill him and get rid of him to probably being willing to kill for him. That's right. Don't mess with my brother. Yeah, that quick. Don't too. mess with my brother because look at what he's done in my heart, and my life. So, guys, if sometimes those seasonal moments that you might find yourself in, you know, right now begin to embrace that spirit of forgiveness, knowing that it's not meant to be there forever the lord won't allow it to be there forever if when you yield it to him as a matter of fact he's going to work in it and through it and he's going to through the attitude of forgiveness when you embrace it when you give it to one another genuinely when you forgive and forget when you let it go it's going to change the nature of your relationship you're going to have a level of connection a level of intimacy and eli i would even say a level of trust mm. a level of trust that you just didn't believe was possible if you can embrace this attitude. Again, let's go back to Colossians 3. Here's the biblical mandate. Guys, be quick to forgive, all right? Not not slow, not think about it, not, well, they need to feel what they've done for a little bit, but be quick to forgive. Now, I'm not talking about enabling behavior in someone's life either, all right? I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm not talking about just deciding you're going to be a doormat to be used and abused. You know, I'm not talking about that. Let me make myself clear. What I'm talking about is those moments in relationships that that can easily injure us, but they turn out to be useless and futile. When yeah. you start really thinking about it, you're going to nurse maid your hurt ego uh, for 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 what? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. So begin to embrace that attitude of forgiveness in your relationships, guys. When I think about that, uh, the, you know, scripturally he talks about he casts the, our sins as far as the east is oh. from the west. And then there's this song Casting Crowns wrote about, Lord, show me how far the east is yeah. from the west. How and, far is that, Lord? You know, I, I think one of these things, I think it starts with what you're talking about exactly, just posturing yourself in that attitude of, forgiveness and you know how can I forget how can I ever forgive and forget this situation well it starts by your attitude and the way you think about it and the way you sort of posture your heart in that way and you know that's a it is a tall order like we started talking about that is a tall order but I know it can be done absolutely absolutely and it's one of those things that's most Christ-like if you think about it it's true if you're gonna try to emulate Christ in your life and your marriage relationship and love your wife and the way that Christ loved the church, I think forgiveness is probably one of the most Christ-like things that we could be and do when we begin to espouse that and we begin to distribute that and we begin to to learn to be better at being quick to forgive, to, to going there first and to going there fast. I think that 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 is most Christ-like that is the most Christ-like thing we can do. And in some ways it really proves that Christ lives within us because you can't do it. Eli, you can't do it. I promise you, you will not do it without the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and, won't. And far as be the man principle, 
I think Jesus is the manliest of men. Yes. And he, he, he's got the uh, he's yes. got the the perfect model for Amen. that. <laughs> so I love it, brother. Well, guys, you know we we've been uh, in the past couple of weeks talking about this you know this concept of of grease for the relationships. And like I said last week, I gave him a charge for Thanksgiving. You know, just go out and tell your wife you're thankful for her today, and tell your spouse that that you love her. And I think today would be a good week to kind of go out and continue to do that. So thank you for yeah. for giving me when you didn't have to, or thank you for loving me when you didn't yeah. have to. So, And I'm going to tell you something that will blow your wife away today, okay? Um, go to her and say, Honey, if there is anything in your mind or in your spirit that I don't know about that I've done, I, forgive me for it. I don't want anything between you and I. I want our relationship to be clean and flowing and functioning. And I don't want one ounce of unforgiveness in this house. I don't even, you've been so good to let it go and probably not say anything about it. I think it would blow her away if you just went and said, if there's anything I've done that you just gave me grace in the moment, I don't even know I'm doing it. Would you please just forgive me for yeah. that? And let's, let's put it behind us, man. And, and let's move ahead. Don't, I don't want anything in your spirit at all. Uh, that makes you think you're not number one, that I don't love you more than life, and I, I don't even want you to be thinking on those lines. I promise you, you go to her and tell her that. Guys, you talk about grease for good relationships. That'll go a long way. It really will. That's good. It really will. I love you guys so much. I love being here with Eli. And, um, you know, be looking for some really cool stuff coming up uh, as we as we bridge into this power couples arena. I am really excited about that. Um, just some real true gold that's out there from yeah. the mouths of couples for you guys. Something that you can pull your wife in, that you guys can listen to it together, and I believe it will encourage you. A lot of the principles are the same. You know, the fundamentals are the same, guys. They really are. Uh, they don't ever change. Applications, many different applications, but the fundamental truths are exactly the same. And my hope is that we're putting some tools in your kit, that you have some fundamentals, that when you begin to feel tension, in your relationship that you go back to those fundamental things. So really some cool stuff on the horizon. And I hope that this broadcast has meant something to you. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in here. We'll, uh, we'll continue to update you on all the things that are happening right here at Trinity um, on our media pages and our outlets. So if you're at the end of this podcast and you're listening to us talk here, make sure you go down there, scroll just a little bit past yep. where our play button is. Tap on that like button, give us a comment, and share it out with your friends and families. Uh, you know, as like we said before, this is not just for men. You know, we can, ladies, you guys can tune Absolutely. in. I know you're out there. Yep, yep. I've seen the analytics, so you guys keep <laughs> keep listening to this and like and share and send it out and make sure you guys continue to stay up to date on all things that we're doing right here at Trinity. So we love you guys, and we'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Thank you.